it's been way too long. The Champions League is back. The group stage has been drawn. So Jack and I sit down to talk about the big winners, the losers of the draw, who we think is going to advance to the round of 16 and who's going to have to settle for Europa League. And we talk about the storylines. We talk about the stats, everything you need to know about the group stage prior to it kicking off. We have it here, as well as some, at the end of the show, some big transfers that's happened, including some West Ham transfers that I like especially. If you enjoy the show, definitely uh, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We definitely appreciate it. And yeah, hope you guys like it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. It is Monday when we're recording. This is coming out on Tuesday, which means it's our news and predictions show where we talk about the biggest news, the biggest games in the world of soccer, both on and off the field. My name is AJ Tabura. I'm a fan of Minnesota United, which went well this past weekend, even though I am quaking in my boots the fact that DeBossi is going to be out for the season and into the next season. That is that my knees are shaking. Uh, I'm also a fan of West Ham, which surprisingly, uh, even though I've been really down on the last three weeks, is finally looking up in a variety of different ways. And the U.S. national teams, which I'm very happy about. I watched Eunice Musa score a banger that got, unfortunately, but rightfully t- uh, called back uh, earlier today. Uh, but that's been going well as well. And I'm joined after a two-week hiatus with someone who unfortunately had a Sala in his fantasy team. Jack. Hey, you did too. I did. I captained him too. So <laughs> Yep, yep. We yep. all did. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah. Almost everyone did. Yes, Jack. Jack, how are you doing? You don't support Liverpool, obviously. So who do you support? I obvi- I, I support Chelsea in case that hasn't been made clear. Yeah. Uh, on, when AJ ranted on my behalf about Anthony mm-hmm. Taylor, mm-hmm. because I haven't gotten to say that yet. Anthony yeah. Taylor's a fraud. Um, Atalanta, I support them. I've been going well for them. Yeah, they support, won last uh, this week, right? Yeah, against Hellas Verona. They and then mm-hmm. I support Minnesota United again. Went well, even though I turned off the game at halftime for a little bit because I was like, <laughs> "It was a bad I, half. It was a it, it was a really bad half." It, <laughs> if if Minnesota and I could figure out how to be good in both halves, we're we're unstoppable. unstoppable. That's, that, that's that's not supporter been the case. shield level quality yeah. right there. That's uh, but and then I support uh, the French national team teams and the U.S. national teams. It's been, I'm rusty on on going through these. Yeah, I've had yeah. I've had two weeks off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You had two weeks off. I- I've uh, taken the reins and it's been fun, even though my my throat always gets really dry at the end. because I have to do all the talking. Yeah. Uh, but Jack, you're back from a-, a cruise. A, how did that go? And B, how many jerseys did you see? How many football kits did you see there? I saw a lot of them. I saw a lot of them uh, going on to or first. Let me answer the questions in order. Let, <laughs> let me let me do the cruise was great. Okay, uh, I nice. actually got to do a soccer sports simulator on my birthday yes. because my 22nd birthday was on the Happy cruise. birthday, of course. Thank you. Uh, you're a little late on it, but oh, I, I was also on time. <laughs> you, you got it. On, you got it. Podcast, on time whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but and, uh, you know, it was uh, it was it was fun to do that sports simulator thing. I, I got to relax, eat a lot of food because mm-hmm. Disney cruises mm-hmm. are great in the amount of food options they have every cruises. And, uh, you know. Had a, had a lot of fun, watched some shows, watched some movies, saw Lightyear, the new Pixar movie, which is not as bad as everyone says. Uh, okay. And then after that, went to Disney World for two days because people who know me 
no, I'm on a Disney podcast. And also, uh, that that's like my 30th time going to a Disney park. So yes. fun fact, fun, fun. No, there's no stat padding trivia for today. So there's, there's a bit of trivia about me there. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Disney, but oh, well, how about some stats on those jerseys? What did stats you see? Stats on jerseys? Uh, I saw more West Ham jerseys than I did Chelsea jerseys. Let's go. But the, I, my trip also coincided with Chelsea's three zero loss to Leeds. Yeah. So maybe that is something to do with it. But West Ham weren't doing too hot that weekend either. So ah, uh, maybe right. maybe they're just too loyal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I, I sent you a picture of mm-hmm. I think both of the people wearing West Ham jerseys that I saw or at least tried to. But I saw two West Ham jerseys. I saw an entire family wearing Arsenal jerseys, which Ew. was wild because there was a soccer jersey, an Odegaard jersey. Uh, there, it was a Gabrielle jersey. And El Nenny. Oh, wow. One of those doesn't fit. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that might be the only El Nenny jersey I've ever seen or that yeah. anyone's ever seen. But, you know, go off for that. Uh, yeah. Saw a lot of Leeds jerseys on the cruise ship, actually. I saw, of course, I saw yeah. like three or four. Yeah, they were happy. Uh, yeah, no, no printing on, the, on those. So okay. no Aronson kits, but a lot of Leeds. I saw some Dortmund. I saw a lot of Real Madrid and Barcelona. Makes a sense. lot, a lot of it. Some PSG, I saw Lille, I saw Montpellier, uh, I saw Inter, AC Milan, uh, no Atalanta, unfortunately. I saw, I saw some Liverpool stuff, you know, not, not jerseys, but Liverpool shirts at least, uh, and a bunch of MLS teams. I saw Nashville, I saw Philadelphia, I saw, did not see Minnesota. I saw the University of Minnesota, I saw some U of M shirts on a cruise, which Given that there's only like 2,500 people on a cruise, small world, I'd, I'd say for that. I bet. But uh, any Orlando City, Inter Miami. I right. lost a yeah, basketball yeah. free throw competition and someone in a full Inter Miami kit. Ew. Uh, like, I, and when I say full kit, we were on an island, like a beach island. Shorts, the the Inter Miami shorts, the shirt, and the socks. The full socks kit. too. And that a hat. is crazy. He was it, it was too much. I Dude, lost that, that. That had to be Higuain, bro. That, there's no other way. <laughs> Higuain on vacation. Yeah. Didn't look like him. I don't think I don't think so. Maybe he was okay. in disguise. I don't know. All right. But uh, it, it was it was wild. Uh, and yeah, I mean, a lot a lot of cool jerseys around. And oh, the last one, LAFC. That's the nice. other one I remember seeing. All right. Well, they're also doing well. Uh, I guess not super recently, but you know, <laughs> not not recently, but in total. I, 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 yeah. d- I did see. A West Ham jersey while I was at the state fair. I was volunteering for my my uh, department at school. Uh, we had like a booth there and I saw him pass by and it wasn't just like any West Ham. Jersey. It was like the new one, like this season. So wow. I was like, man, that has to be like a fan. So I was like, hey, man, like nice shirt or nice jersey. And he looks at me, he's like, huh, what? I'm, and he's like, oh, nice, yeah. And I do, like, the hammers thing. And he does it back and he's like, <laughs> hell yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's right. That's right. So I, I had a nice Jersey moment too, Jack. We, so. we, fa- we found out that there are uh, Minnesota, Minnesota West Ham fans, I guess. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm, I'm trying to, to join the, the, the Minnesota West. I don't know if there's a West Ham supporters group here. If not, 
uh, I'm planning to go to like Ninth Street Coffee more often because now they're showing like Premier League games. So all the West Ham fans in, in the chat, come on, come over. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna cheer on West Ham win against Tottenham and Chelsea two games in a row. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, remember the last time what what happened when West Ham played Chelsea? We don't have to talk about. Hey, remember the time <laughs> before that? Uh, we don't have to talk about that one. I guess. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Right. It's fine. Well, Jack, we can talk about a lot of cool things uh, in this soccer episode because uh, we are a soccer podcast and we're not just going to talk about jerseys. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. Follow us on Twitter at Final Third Show if you want to hear more uh, things about soccer. Now Jack's back. We're tweeting a little bit more because I'm always very busy. Uh, FinalThirdShow.com for a one-stop shop for all things Final Third. Jack, let's start off this episode before we get into Champions League Talks. Talk about our hot takes of the week. Uh, this is the the portion of the episode where we give just a blazing hot take, maybe not so much a hot take, just an opinion that we have that otherwise maybe wouldn't be brought up in this episode. Jack, I'll start with you, okay. uh, since you are uh, the new guest. You know, got got get, got to get warmed up again after a while out. So, Jack, what is your hot take of this week? I've got two to make up for being gone. You know, okay. I've, got, I've got two here. So first one, Minnesota United related. Why don't we just sign John Brooks <laughs> as a free uh, agent? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just do it? Why not? Uh, oh, what is your reasoning there? One, we need a center back. <laughs> I mean, that's two, a good John reason. Brooks needs a club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and three, he's very good. He was able to play well in the Bundesliga, anchored a very good defense. We could use someone who you know, to c- help command our defense because I don't know. I'm, I'm not 100% faithful in Coleman. Uh, Boxwell. I, I like him. Yeah, he, he's good. Brent Coleman has some very good moments. I remember when he cleared a cleared a ball right off the line in like, I think decision day 2020. I think that was uh, uh-huh. against Dallas, I want to say. But or it was either Dallas or Colorado. I remember it was one of them, but he has good moments. Yeah. He also undeniably has bad moments. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like Minnesota United need to do something to sign, find like a free agent center back. Honestly, well, sign Ross Barkley as a free agent. Yeah. R- sign Ross Barkley as a free agent and play him at center back. I don't know. Yeah. He's a free agent now. So. Yeah. Well, b- because uh, the MLS transfer window has closed. Yeah, it has to be free. Agent. Yeah, it has to be a free agent. So you're looking at Boxhole or like the the one name that I really recognize was Winston Reed, formerly of West Ham and Sporting Kansas City, are like two of his more recent clubs, and maybe Reading. Uh, obviously, not good choices. But Jack, I, I, I you're not the first one to bring this up. I think uh, Mark uh, Fangmeyer, uh, who is a Minnesota United reporter, also brought this up. Uh, two things. One, very expensive. Actually, three things. One, very expensive. His salary is probably going to be very, very high. Uh, Two, because he's a U.S. men's national team player, we'd have to kind of work around the allocation order. And I'm pretty sure Minnesota United is not near the top. So we'd have to trade with like whoever is at the top, like a certain amount of gam to to get it. And that's a mess. And three, I can't think of anything better than replacing a, a, a rather not so mobile center back when with an even more 
not mobile center back to pair with 34-year-old Michael Boxel, leading to a combined age of 63 years old, staring, staring, yeah. <laughs> a combined age that's staring like retirement right in the face, yeah. social security right in the face. Hey, but honestly, Brent, Col- like, Brent Coleman's 32 or 31. Hey, I, I didn't say Brent Coleman's a good alternative <laughs> either, to be fair. That I would be, that would be a decrease someone. in age. Hey, that would be a decrease in age, actually. Yes, yes. And an increase in... Actually, I was going to say an increase in uh, locker room troubles, but I don't think I could say that with Brent Coleman. It might be yeah. It might be equal, I'll yeah, be honest. About, about equal. Yeah. All right, Jack, what is your second hot take? The second one is that Atalanta are back. They're here. They're ready. Wasn't this a hot take like literally two weeks ago? That th- that was different. The season hadn't started yet. Now now okay. it's started, and they've played three games, and they they still haven't lost. And the games that they played, they were, it was against Hellas Verona away. Verona is a tough place to play at. They they drew against AC Milan. That's good. Champions, right? Very very good. And beat Sampdoria as well. Sampdoria that that one's not as impressive. But you know what? The okay. other two are far more impressive. And, you, you know, they're, they're, they're looking like they can beat a lot of teams. And I, their defense uh, is anchored strong. I thought that they would have some issues when Davide Zappacosta uh, got injured on vacation and put him, himself out for two months. So, but Brandon Soppy from Udinese, he's been a great replacement uh, at, at wingback. And Caleb, or Meme Caleb Ocoli, 21-year-old Italian center back has been playing. Wow. He's done great. He he's he's really impressed me. And I think that, you know, this this team is looking right back towards the level that they were when they first started getting into the Champions League. So they're back. All right. I like to hear it. 538 has them uh with a 43% of making the champion a Champions League and to win Syria. A 9% chance. And Jack, just for your information, that is better odds, better odds to uh, win their respective league than it would be for Chelsea to win the Premier League. Well, so it, it sounds like you, you got, a, you got a, a certain group that uh, you might need to be cheering for more than the other. So there you go. Huh? Maybe, maybe. Minnesota maybe. United, though, they're going to they're gonna win MLS this year. It's going to happen. Yeah, I, I, th- That's th- a third one. Third one. Yeah, third one. There's not to talk about Minnesota United for too long, but uh, there's this one guy who does like uh, uh, advanced stats on our, our probabilities for the end of the season uh, throughout each and every single game that that finishes. And uh, according to him, we only have to get like six, seven, eight more points, and then we have completely, almost clinched uh, a home field advantage. So I don't know, man. It's looking. It's looking pretty nice right now. Looking pretty nice. Also looking pretty nice, and this is my hot take, is Newcastle. Uh, oh. You know, we're going to talk about the Premier League a lot. I figure we, we'd stick with Premier League. I think Newcastle, hot take maybe, is going to finish top seven, honestly, maybe top six. And wow, maybe okay. if there's one team I think they'll displace, I'm looking at Manchester United. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. That's fair. I'm not That's sorry. Fair. Or West Ham. Or, or I... I and, and the, I originally didn't put West Ham in the in the top. Oh, okay. Six, okay. maybe top seven, more likely just top ten ish around there. 
it's going to be close regardless. But I think Newcastle United's got it, especially uh, with their uh, new signing, uh, uh, Alexander Isaac. Isaac? Isaac. Sweet, Swedish. Yeah, there we go. Isaac. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, he's been very good. I remember watching him with uh, Real Sociedad. 33 goals in 105 games in a league that's definitely not easy is, is very impressive. I think that his skill set fits the Premier League a lot. He's very uh, direct. I think he, he'll have good runs in, especially when he is flanked by the likes of uh, ASM, uh, Alan uh, St. Maximin, right? And uh, Callum Wilson, obviously, as well. Uh, I, I think that is a very good front three. Obviously, not as good as, like, the rest of the top six, but compared to the likes of who they'll be fighting, uh, perhaps Brighton, perhaps West Ham, I would say Leicester City in recent years, but not right now. It looks to be a pretty good front three, and co combine that with maybe Miguel Almiron finding form, uh, Trippier uh, staying on form, and uh, goalkeepers like who they bring? They threw out in like Nick Pope, Nick right? Pope, yep. yeah. Uh, I, I Based think off that, this, that viral tweet, I think they did bring in Nick Pope. Yes, that is true. Yes, that's true. Uh, and then, and then, uh, oh man, Bruno Gumarish is that how you pronounce Gumarish. it? Gumarish. All right, that was close. That was close. That was I, close. I think he is uh, is such a good player. Still pretty young. So I, I I think that this Newcastle team could go pretty far. So that's my hot take. Go Newcastle. I, Just kidding. I I I don't know. I think the the first the starting eleven is great. And they lack a lot of depth after after you go. That's off very that. fair. That's very fair. So I think they're looking good at the beginning of the season. Undefeated. But a lot of teams can look good at the beginning of the season That's and true. fall off. Cough, cough. Chelsea from the past two years. Cough, cough. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't find their depth all that convincing. Uh, you know, behind Gamarish, you have Sean Lonstaff backing yeah. him up. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that's the best backup you could have. They're they're also losing uh, Martin Dubrovka because he's going to Manchester United. Uh, so Carl Darlow, he was all right in in the in, in some strains of form, but he also isn't the best. So I'm I I don't think second choice goalkeeper is all that good. Behind their starting uh, defenders, Jamal Lewis, uh, Paul Dummett. Matt Ritchie, not not as convincing of players, I'd say, as as other ones. And then, yeah. you know, be, behind a, a, the the their midfield depth is pretty lacking as well. Behind Jolinton, Gamarish, and Willick, you have Sean, Sean and Matt Matthew Lonstaff are the only two non-injured uh, midfielders behind them because John Joe Shelby is injured currently. Uh and then for the forward line is strengthening a little bit for sure with Alexander Isak, but I'm going to hold off on being too high on them until like okay. I see how they how they cope with a ton of injuries, because especially with this season after the World Cup break. Games are going to come really fast, and I think mm -hmm. that that might hurt them a little bit. OK, all right. I also just don't want to give credit to Newcastle because I don't think they deserve it yet because, yeah. you know, the ownership issue. That we've talked about. Check out past episodes if you're interested yeah. in that. Yeah, I mean, I I think the the way that Newcastle United is going about team building, I I think is very admirable for you know complete sporting reasons. Uh, and I think that 
compared to the way that Manchester City or PSG built their teams when they came into money. Newcastle United is doing the right thing when it comes to getting players, which is building up very slowly, getting like stop gaps first before dipping in, uh, really building reputation first. So, all right, Jack, speaking of reputation, let's go to the most reputable competition that there is. The Champions League going to be the bulk of the episode. Uh, the draw happened uh, this past week, and so 32 teams drawn into eight groups of four. Top two are reaching the, the round of 16. Uh, the third place team is going off into the Europa League, and then the fourth place teams gets nothing except all of the, the millions of dollars they get for participating in the Champions League that will keep their club afloat for many, many years. Which is why the Champions League is so important for a lot of these teams, not just the big teams that win it, but also the small teams that we'll be talking about who will unfortunately be definitely getting fourth place. So Jack, I think we should be going group by group and talking about what we like, what we don't like, the teams that we think are going to struggle, the teams that we think are definitely going to win, and some of the storylines that might be happening because it's a pretty it's a pretty spicy lineup this Champions League group stage. Let's start off, Jack, with uh, top of the alphabet, I guess, is the most reasonable way to go about things. Group A. Jack, what do you think about Group A and who is in Group A? Well, you've got Ajax, Liverpool, Rangers, and Napoli in this group. Honestly, kind of a stacked group. Uh, Rangers like may be a little bit lower on the level than the other three. Still a stacked group. Because you've got two teams who last season went through the group stage without like without dropping any points. Yeah. You've got Ajax and Liverpool. And you've got Rangers who had an impressive run in the Europa League and Napoli, who they they I think they were also in Europa League last season. I can't I can't one hundred percent remember. They, Nap- they ended up there at the very least. That's right. They did, yeah. I mean Napoli Napoli did pretty well in Serie A, at least, we can say. Uh-huh. Uh so this is a pretty a pretty strong group. Uh, I I like I I, I like uh, Liverpool and Napoli again because I think one of the first Champions League the first Champions League iteration I watched was 2019 2020. Okay, that was the because I had no idea about the Champions League before that. Boo! Uh, because I was just getting into it in like 20 in the 2018 19 season uh-huh. and Chelsea were playing the Europa League, so I was like, oh, cool! This is this is fun uh didn't know about the champions league yet uh but uh liverpool versus napoli was in that group stage i believe in 1920 and it was a very there was some there were some good games between them there uh so i i'm i'm pretty excited to see how those games shake out at least because i think those will be very entertaining to watch uh mm-hmm. because they're both very strong opponents and i'm looking it was 20, 2019. Napoli won 2-0 and drew against Liverpool at Anfield. So, you know, there, there, there's, there, there's something maybe to prove for Liverpool. Uh, so, looking forward to that. And Ajax as well. Maybe not going to be as strong as they were last season, given that a lot of right. the players that they had there have been, are, are leaving the club, but still very good. I, I'm I'm intrigued by this group. I, I think mm-hmm. I think there's a lot. There's quite a few groups that you could call like groups of death, I guess you could say. Yeah, this I think is one of them because it does feel like any of 
the four teams could theoretically make it through, although there's one you can probably count out yeah. from the others. Sorry, Rangers. But uh, yeah, I, I think this is a, this is one of the more interesting groups. Mm hmm. All right. So so how, how did you order it at the end of the end oh, of the day? That's right. That's right. Um, I am going to put. I'm going to put Liverpool first. I'm not sure if like the Bournemouth game is sustainable for like yeah. a type of form. You, you mean uh, they can't win? Uh, no, I don't games think they, nine to zero every I single don't time. Think so. No, I don't think so. Um, and so I think Liverpool is still first. I'm going to put Napoli second, Ajax in third, and Rangers in fourth. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, I have kind of the same uh, vibe here. I, I look at this group, and it fills me with, like, a nice warm, fuzzy feeling, I'll be honest. I, I think okay. uh, this is the group that I'm going to like the most, not just because I like Rangers because they have Malik Tillman and James Sands, or Ajax because I just like Ajax, or Napoli, who are also there, and that's cool, and Liverpool are very good. Uh, just because I think you're right. This is a very open group. I, I think I, I'd call this the group of life because other than Liverpool, I can see this being a any team advances to whatever phase of a tournament that they want. So I think it's going to be really nice. I think Liverpool is going to struggle a little bit here more than last year. Obviously, you know, you, you're right. They went 18 points for 18 points uh, last season. Obviously, when you have a legitimately harder group than that they're going to drop some more points so they're going to have to focus on the champions league a little bit more maybe they get i don't know 15 points they, they lose one game maybe they get uh 13 or 14 whatever uh but i still have liverpool on top you know you win nine to zero Salah doesn't do anything he just runs around for a little bit has, has an xg of more than one goal which is more than some other teams right if anything, that proves how good they are. If you if you want to be a Liverpool fan about it, saying that they don't need just him to contribute. So I think they're gonna be able to walk this group at least uh, with the likes of Nunez and Diaz and Jota who's coming back from injury. Napoli have been very good this season uh, for goals per match, clean sheets, xG. They're either in the first or second uh, spots in Syria. Yes, they've gone against more easier teams like Monza. But still, top the Serie A, and I think that they do have enough talent to get them through uh, this group stage. I have, in third place, I actually have Rangers. Uh, Rangers, who I think are a very good team, uh, made pretty good headway, a little bit lucky at times in the qualification process. Uh, but I, I think that they do have what it takes to make it through, and especially, uh, Jack, fun fact, uh, this is the first time in quite a while that uh, both of the giants in Scottish football are into uh, the, the group stage of the Champions League. I'm trying to actually uh, figure out how long it has been. I'll figure it out once we get to Celtic. Uh, first time since 2007, I actually just found the stats. So that just means that Rangers are going to have a very, very loud atmosphere, which should definitely help them. And Ajax, you lose your head coach. You lose your striker. You lose both your strikers, actually, both uh, Alaire and Anthony on his way to Manchester United and Gravenberch. And you bring in OK players, but uh, a, a, a new uh, head head coach as well. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a transition season for Ajax, even if they win the league. But in the Champions League, that's probably going to be a different story. So I'll have Ajax 
in last place, unfortunately, because I do like the way that they play and who they are as a group. So, yeah. Okay. It, it, it's not often that we actually have discrepancies when we talk about groups, Jack. Usually when we go over tournaments, we have uh, uh, a lot of commonalities, which I, I think is probably going to continue on uh, in this next group. I, I'm guessing really? we're going to... Actually, group? <laughs> group B. Group B is what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, I'm well, not sure about that. Yeah, well, what do you think about this? Like, I'm having second thoughts now. Because th this one... This one screams kind of more of a group of life to me, where you feel like more of the teams. Can I, yes, I, I agree. Atletico Madrid, Leverkusen, Club Bruges, and FC Porto. All are pretty good teams. Uh, you know, near the top. Well, obviously, they're near the top of their divisions if they're in the Champions League. That, uh -huh. that goes without saying. Uh, Atletico Madrid have had an all right start to the season. You know, Losing to Villarreal wasn't great, especially at home. Uh, Leverkusen have not had a good start to the season, in contrast. No. Uh, some tough losses to Dortmund, Augsburg, and Hoffenheim with a win at Mainz. Uh, Club Bruges, I mean, it's the Belgian League, and it's Bruges, so they're going to be doing right. well. They're in third place right now uh, with six games played. Uh, not too far behind first place, only two points behind. Uh, and then FC Porto uh, is doing all right as well. You know, three wins and only one loss so far in the in in this uh, in this season. Uh, but that loss came to Rio Ave, Ave I, I'm guessing, which is near yeah. the bottom of the table. So, you know, all of these teams have had good moments and bad moments in, in, in the start of these seasons. And it feels like. It's not really regulated in between for any of them. They're all like pretty strong teams with good standout players. You know, Atletico Madrid have Griezmann as, as like a, a standout. Coke, um, Llorente and and, uh, and Oblak, of course. Leverkusen, you've got players like Diaby and apparently now Callum Hudson-Odoi on loan. Uh, that that's that's supposedly happening now. Hiradeki in goal. Jonathan Ta in in center back. Pretty solid team. Club Club Bruges. I'm going to be honest. I know the least about Club Bruges, uh, but they still they they have some some. Some known players like uh, Boyata, Belgian international player. Owen Odesoe, right? He's there. Oh, right. That's right. You're right. You yeah, are right. let's go. U.S. player. In, yeah, in not there. that impressive, but yeah, whatever. Hans Vanaken <laughs> is still there. They did lose. Uh. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. De Kettler. That That's who I'm uh -huh. thinking of. Uh, and they also have Tyjean Buchanan on their team and Kyle Lair. Oh, right, that's right. So some CONCACAF representation in this yeah. team. Uh, and Porto. Everyone knows Porto now at this point. They, they've, got, they've got some good players. Of course, you've got Pepe anchoring the defense still. Uh, you, you've got another Pepe. It, uh, that just stood out to me immediately <laughs> as, as I was looking through. Otavio. Uh, of, of course, <sighs> Mediterrami, I guess. I'm I'm struggling to pick an order for this. I'm kind of just spitballing until I can think of I can make my brain okay. make it make up with it. But Club Bruges obviously aren't pushovers. They they did they did they not beat PSG last season in the in the Champions League? Uh, or at least like give them a run for their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact result of that, but they did. <laughs> they did some good work. I think. Yeah. I'm going to go 
Atletico Madrid to win the group. Yes. I think I'm going to go with Leverkusen to get second, Porto to get third, and Bruges to get fourth. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's what I'm thinking. Bruges, Bruges are the one that I think could pull off the upset the most. Uh, Porto, I don't know. Uh, they, they always seem to make it through to the, to the knockout rounds, though, so they probably will anyway. Yeah. Uh, I have it. Uh, I, I, I think the same order as you, yeah, yeah. Atletico Madrid, I think, just have the talent. Diego Simeone is very good at getting his, his teams into the group stage at the very least. And with Griezmann finding his feet and the likes of Joao Felix reaching uh, closer to his prime, I think that they will have enough talent to see this one through. Uh, they didn't have a lot of you know game-changing transfers in, but compared to where they were last season, I still think that they are uh, a, a very, very good side. I, I, I guess uh, some things that might kind of complicate things is the fact that Thomas Lamar might be on his way out. Yannick Carrasco might be on his way out, which kind of hurts their midfield depth where a lot of their like uh, uh, dominance in possession and controlling the game comes from. You obviously can't just rely on Felix Correa to kind of rule the, the front line. You have to have like a strong midfield. Uh, but if that happens, we'll see. But I think Atletico Madrid have what it takes. Bayer Leverkusen, I, I think that they should have really what it takes to to bring it to uh, the round of 16. I know their season didn't start good, and you mentioned that, but when you look at their underlying numbers, their XG is at 7, which is three more goals than they have scored, and also third in the Bundesliga. So it's not to say that they you know, are not creating chances. If that was the case, I'd be a lot lower on them. But because of those underlying numbers, I think the goals will come. And when you're going against the likes of Club Bruges and Porto, I think you'll be able to score goals there. Bayer Leverkusen, for my money, is going second. I'm having Porto third, but it's not going to be like a good third. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, it could have been Club Bruges, but mm -hmm. it, it, it just doesn't seem like a, a very good team. Uh, they are uh, quite the ways off in terms of talent or form from Braga, who are, is leading the Premier Liga in Portugal. And let's just go down the list of who Porto lost this season, right? Uh, and uh, going back into the midseason last season, they lost the likes of Jesus Corona, Sergio Oliveira, Fabio Vieira uh, to Roma, Sevilla, and Arsenal, respectively. You lost Vitinha to PSG, Sergio Oliveira to Galatasaray, uh, you go into more recent, uh, more recently, and you're looking at, uh, you know, s s some lesser players. But uh, yeah, Mbemba I, to Marseille, right? I just Luis Diaz that, yeah. to Liverpool. I just realized they lost their starting goalkeeper too, Marchesen to Celta Vigo. Yeah, I I missed that transfer. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they they're not looking as good as I remember them. <laughs> yeah, so I I, I think. And they, they didn't use that money to maybe the fullest uh, of potential. They brought uh, a center block from a uh, leading uh, Braga. And they, uh, you mentioned CONCACAF. Uh, they, they brought in a player who plays for my West Ham team and football manager, uh, Stefan Eustachio of Canada. Uh, I, I think he's a very good player, not just because he plays well for my fantasy of my uh, 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 FM team, but. That's still not going to be enough, and I think that they will get a close third to a Club Bruges team that 
while still a ways off, is still going to give them a run for their money. So I yeah. I could I could see Club Bruges making it making it in front of them because I mean I, just I, I looking, could at, too. I looking could at the too. transfers in, I didn't even realize Roman Yuremchuk came in. That that's pretty big. He he's a good player, great from for Benfica last season. Uh so uh, that's pretty good. You you you've got Boyata from Hertha Berlin. You've got Casper Nielsen, who I think is from the team that uh, did 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 um did Union Saint Gilois at least they did well in the Belgian league last season. You're uh, asking the wrong person. I'll be honest. <laughs> Kyle Lorin, of course, from Besiktas, and uh, Ferran Utkla. I butchered that name, uh, but he he's been popping off. Five goals in six matches for him. So nice. Maybe maybe they could surprise us all. All right. But this all next right. group, Group C, this I, next group. I think. I think we we're gonna agree on this one. Yeah, I, I think we're, we're, we're going having to. Uh, a Plisian win. Is that how you pronounce it? Plisian. Yeah, uh, Victoria Plisian. I think Plisian. Pilsen? Yeah. Is it? It's probably Pilsen because it's a Pilsen? Czech name. Yeah, it's yeah. Czech. Yeah, so it's probably Pilsen, like the city Pilsen, which is where All Pilsners right. are from, by the way. Fun fact. Wow, that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack. I- I'm guessing you have them uh, in first place. Uh, how do you see this? Group? Uh, first place, if you turn the table upside down. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we, you, you know, I feel like Barcelona when they got this group, they aided, they ate to see it. You know, that didn't really uh, work. It didn't really uh, work. It, but. Everyone, everyone knows that that result, the eight to two result. They're probably closer now, but this is this is becoming a recurring matchup in the Champions League over yeah. the past few seasons. Last season, they were in the same group and Bayern humiliated the, them. Then Barca are looking a little bit better now, to be fair. There, a lot has changed. But but the central mantra of every time we talk about Bayern is don't bet against Bayern. And I'm not doing it now. So, yeah, Bayern Munich first. Didn't they also have a perfect uh, Champions League group stage I, record last season? Th- there were three they, teams. They right? might have. I, I think. I think they are also the uh, the one. I'm looking back real quick. Uh, just yes, they did. They this did. is a stat padding question. I got it right. So. Yep. Uh, with a goal differential of plus nineteen, no one else had a yeah. positive goal differential. They are a good team, even without Jack Lewandowski, who is now with Barcelona. It's the Lewandowski derby coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't look like they've needed him. Uh, yeah, exactly. Munich, if I'm if I'm being honest, beating Frankfurt six one, beating Wolfsburg two zero, beating Bochum seven zero, trying against Gladbach one to one only because of a Jan Summer record breaking performance. Yeah, he was nineteen out. nineteen saves. Yeah, and he always does that against the Bayern. I always feel like Borussia yeah. Mönchengladbach is like. Bayern Munich's uh, it's bogey team. It, it's their weak yeah. spot. It is. Yeah. But and Joe Scally's there too. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Quick hot take in the middle. Call him up. There we go. I, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you, brother. I'm right there with you. There we go. Uh, so Bayern are going first. Barca have improved a lot, but also not enough to the point where I think they're taking down Bayern Munich uh, for this top spot. I'm putting okay. Barcelona in second, though. And you mm. might be you might be thinking about that a little bit strange because you know inter milan are also in this group they got humbled by lazio and i hate lazio so i didn't like to see it but they got they got they got dominated in this game really they 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 really could not get they couldn't shoot properly for to to score in this lukaku did not look good 
Maybe all. Inter Milan wasn't the problem. Maybe being at Chelsea instead of Inter wasn't the problem. I don't know. Uh, their defense just didn't look up for it. Dumfries and Martinez looked good. Everyone else, though, looked like they were slacking. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not totally convinced by Inter Milan this season. And I, I think they have a few more weaknesses than, you know, you might have been expecting them to have. Uh, it, it could also be because they haven't strengthened maybe to the same extent that, that, you know, you might have expected them to do. I mean, they haven't lost a ton, but and at the same time, they haven't improved much. I'd say. I, yes, but they also brought in Henrik Mkhitaryan on a free. I think that's an underrated signing. Lukaku as a loan. Onana, I don't think he's like played uh, too often. I think it's still uh, Handnog, whatever his name is. Yeah, there you go. Uh, in goal. But I don't know. I, I, I think I, I rate Inter Milan slightly higher, uh, Jack. And I'm guessing you have Plizen last. Is yeah, what you're saying. I, 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 st- I honestly, I don't know much except for where the name, ki- where a guess of where the name comes from. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna quick look through their squad and see if anyone pops out to me that I know. All right. Um, while, while you do that, yeah. I'm gonna t- give my predictions. Uh, I have Bayern Munich uh, on top as well. Very dominant, uh, as uh, Jack said. Already has a goal difference of 14, and we're just uh, four games into the Bundesliga season. 16 goals scored already. Uh, if you did the math with what Jack is saying. I think that is very impressive. Uh, Mane has been uh, one of the stories of the season, his move from Liverpool to Bayern Munich. And uh, he and Musiala, who uh, is still a work in progress, is still very young, but at 19 already has three goals and one assist. Like, it's going to be a good, good chance uh, for Bayern Munich in this Champions League uh, campaign. So definitely look out for them as one of the absolute favorites. Second, I am going to have Inter Milan. I mentioned some of the the signings that I was uh, fans of. I I do struggle to say that that it's going to be easy for them. It could be like two A two B with Inter Milan and Barcelona, but I look at the Barcelona side, and yes, Lewandowski has played very well in, in La Liga. Uh, one of the the best players uh, in, in the league. Yes, they have brought in a lot of good talent. Uh, you could look at Kunde, who they just were able to uh, register, uh, Kessier. Uh, you look at Rafinha, right? And you still have holdovers from la- the last couple of seasons, like Dembele, Ansu Fati. Uh, Braithwaite is just collecting checks. He's there for a good time. Frankie de Jong wants to, wants to stay. Who knows if that's still going to happen? Probably, right? Those are good players. Chavi is a good coach, but that doesn't necessarily translate to wins on the field quite yet. When you go from complete disarray to something close to array, you know what I mean? So I think that this rebuilding season is still going to continue for Barcelona. They haven't been impressive. All their advanced stats point to them still being like the third best team in the Liga. And when you look at Inter Milan, who are... Didn't do well against Lazio, but still, it's early. They're still very good. And Bayern Munich, it's an uphill battle. In Plizen, I saw a video of their players and coaches reacting to the draw, and they were excited, and then it was like, a fi- like two minutes later, it's like, <laughs> holy F, we have to go to 
uh, Camp New, Sans Hero, and Allianz Arena. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a bit rough for them. I can't lie. Yeah. That, that is, uh, I'm guessing you didn't find any notable Plizen players. No. Uh, I did look up, and they are in fact located in Pilsen. I I, I did oh. get it. That's that's go. the English pronunciation. That's the Czech spelling right there. Congratulations. So, there we go. I know Eng- a little bit of Czech enough to know, <laughs> enough Czech geography to get by. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Well, Jack, let's move on to this next group where uh, it features uh, sporting, right? I almost said sporting Kansas City, wrong sporting. Uh, 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 sporting to Club de Portugal, right? And I, I saw a, a sporting fan on Reddit say, wow, I'm so excited to go against the sporting of Germany, the sporting of France, and the sporting of England. Basically saying that uh, once good teams now pretty pretty mid definitely third or fourth fiddle in their respective countries eh, which i mean marseille which, maybe not 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 as much not as much compared to well when you have one dominant team any team that's <laughs> close to the top is gonna okay. look good yeah but jack i i feel like this is a a, a very wide open group jack what do you think yeah i i saw some tottenham fans joking about this group saying like Oh, did we did we get into the Champions League or is this still the Europa League? I think that's <laughs> some misplaced confidence right there because these are good teams. Uh, Frankfurt, first of all, winners of the Europa League. Tottenham didn't yeah. make it through the Europa Conference League group stage. So let's clear that up for a second. Got to drag Tottenham through the mud a little bit, you know. Uh, and Frankfurt are a good team like in in the super cup game they didn't look terrible against real madrid i mean for a team like real madrid they usually embarrass most teams that they play against i didn't think they looked terrible in that game so mm-hmm. that that's good they, they've had maybe a bit of a rougher start to the bundesliga season but uh they haven't lost yet technically hmm. actually that's not true they lost on the first day of the season i was looking at the wrong the wrong yes. time period and that was that a, was to Bayern that, though that that that, that bar- hardly counts. But it was six zero, six one. So well, okay, that changes everything. Actually, it does. It no, does, doesn't it? <laughs> so Fra- Frankfurt are still. I still think they're a good team. They've lost some players, but they've managed to maintain. Uh, like get keep some players in. Kevin Trapp, Manchester United wanted him as a backup goalkeeper. Uh, they they were man. I think they managed to keep. No, they didn't manage to keep Kostic, did they? No, they did not. They, they didn't. He, he went to Juve. That's right. Uh, Ansgar now f- has been pretty impressive, I think. Uh, he's impressed me quite a bit uh, at Frankfurt. Mario Goetz is there. They also have a U.S. player, AJ. Uh, Timothy Sh- Chandler. Yes. 32 years old. Call yes. him up, I guess. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh and, and they they have uh you know Randall Colomuani who I th- who I, I I rate I I rate him a little bit he he's a he's a he's a solid younger player, uh maybe this Frankfurt team isn't as strong as I thought they were um <laughs> but <laughs> you know what they're they're still pretty good Marseille are still very strong they are they are tied on points with PSG and Lons in second place in their league they've looked pretty good so far and they've had an impressive transfer window I'd say. I'd say one of one of the most more impressive ones, uh, bringing in Eric Bailly on uh, on a loan, Alexis Sanchez as a free agent, Jordan Veritout from Roma, I think it was a pretty big one. Nuno Tavares on a loan from Arsenal, 
Luis Suarez, not the Luis Suarez you're thinking of, the one from Granada, who was pretty good. And my favorite transfer. I mean, they also they also made some some uh, signings permanent. But my favorite transfer is Jonathan Klaus from Lons. Longtime listeners know how much I rate this guy. He, he is very good. I want him to be the right back for the French national team long term or as long as he can uh, because he's 29. But this Marseille had an impressive window and I would not be shocked if they compete for that top spot sporting. Yeah, uh, I don't know much. What? about. Come them. on. You got to get some credit. I don't know much about them, but if I had if, if I OK, looking at their transfers from this from this season. They they brought in Trincao from Barcelona on a loan. That's cool. that's what's standing out to me. Uh, I don't know any of these players that left. Or no, Ruben Vinagre. I I know who that is. He he went to Everton on a loan. Ah, Sporting are bad. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. I I was I was worried for a second. They they yeah, I don't no, think bad. they 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 have five defenders on their roster. Yeah. Man. Uh, what they won against Rio Ave, they lost three three nil to Porto, who we already decided was a very good, and <laughs> lost to uh, Chavez in the the most recent game. Yeah, uh, Sporting or not, Sporting shouldn't. Sporting, I think, are, are the only team I'm going to nail down dead last. Uh, Tottenham. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. Okay, I, I'm saying dead I, I, last. I appreciate. I appreciate. For, I appreciate I'm saying it. dead last for them. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, they're good. They're they're. I don't want it. They, mm. They've been good this season, even though they unfairly have an extra point on the table. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I'm going to say. They have, right, they have, a, right, they have a point right. that shouldn't be there. All right. Uh, but uh, either way, yeah, uh, th- this table, I'm going to say Tottenham get first, Marseille get second, Frankfurt get third, Sporting get fourth. Jack, I agree. Mm-hmm. Tottenham Hotspur had a very good window. Uh, brought in the likes of Eves Basuma and Richarlison. Richarlison uh, almost entirely used to give them some more depth, especially as they enter the Champions League. So we could see him start some games against the likes of Sporting uh, and Marseille. So I, I think that they'll do good. I, I think just, you know, can you really overlook Harry Kane, Son, and Kluzevsky? No, it, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, no real talks have to go about that. Not to say that it's going to be an easy time for them, it's still going to be hard, but they are the clear favorites in this group. I think, yeah, 76% chance uh, to win uh, this group, or make it to the round of 16, I should say, which is w- one of the higher percentages uh, for uh, English teams in this competition. So, yeah, I have in second place, I also have Marseille. Jack uh, mentioned it. Uh, I also just think that even if they aren't as good as Tottenham, they are slightly better than Eintracht Frankfurt, who the X factor here is losing uh, Philip Kostic to Juve. Uh, Kostic, who plays as a left wing back slash left winger, uh, was uh, Eintracht Frankfurt's leading assister, leading uh, goal contributor with 13, uh, nine assists too, which is very, very good. Uh, he, he created a lot of big chances, 16, which was double uh, the, the second person, uh, Jesper Lindstrom, and in terms of raw chances created, created 87, which is 40 more than second place Lindstrom, with an XA, uh, expected assist count of 0.35 per 90. The fact that they're losing him, like he was Eintracht Frankfurt, and we, we saw uh, 
what it's like to go against like elite teams when they went against Bayern. So I just don't see them doing well. They won the, the Europa League final, right? But that was also against Rangers. So, and a lot of turnover has happened since then. And I'm putting Sporting last. Their underlying numbers are absolutely terrible. I know they went against Porto and that has to hurt. But when like goals conceded per match, you're at 15th, right? That's bad. That's bad. So I'll go with them, Jack. Let's move right along to a group that I'm Our sure you will be very excited to talk about. Group E for easy question mark. Easy Probably for not. Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. OK. All right. Uh, I like the confidence. Go ahead. I, yeah. This group is Mil- AC Milan, Chelsea, Dinamo Zagreb and Salzburg. Um, Chelsea, they had They had a hiccup against Leeds, but I think they're, they still showed that they have like they they've got they've got it they they were down a man and still beat Leicester 2-1 i think that was pretty impressive raheem sterling looks like against he's leicester bro hey they were down to 10 to 10 men for 70 minutes of that game yeah whose fault is that Connor gallagher's <laughs> yeah, fault yeah, 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 it, yeah it's yeah. his fault uh <laughs> side note should not be playing as an eight or a six but whatever Sheesh. uh uh but they they are they they're a good team they're they're a good team and hey Fofana's coming so that depth is going is going to be there finally yeah. Fofana's coming for what what is it now three hundred million nah no. I'm just kidding okay Let, less than less than what man you are paying for Anthony that that's that's true that's true yeah and I think Fofana's better but whatever I uh, hope so considering he's a center back so you know yeah okay uh, okay so Chelsea I think they're looking good AC Milan are also looking good because you know they're they're the champions of Serie A and they've strengthened quite a bit uh but the big the big storyline I think is how many Chelsea players or former Chelsea players are in this team yeah it's the Chelsea derby one might yeah, say yeah it, it it's basically Chelsea twice uh i <laughs> not not really but you've got Olivier Giroud up top uh Fakayo Tomori at center back that's really only two but uh technically uh why can't I think of his name? He was bad, so that's why he's there. Um, oh, what's that guy's name? Bakayoko. That's him. Oh, he, yeah, he's right. te- I think he's te- he's technically still a Chelsea player. I I wish he wasn't, but he is. Wow. Uh, he's he's not good. Uh, but that's why he doesn't play for Milan. But yeah, th- those two are clearly at the top. Dinamo Zagreb and Salzburg. Salzburg. Still look very good in the in the Austrian Bundesliga, but they've lost some important players. They they have. Uh, uh, I I think Sesco uh, Sesco was kind of important for them. Maybe not as much as other players. Uh, of course, the big name that they lost, Brendan Aronson, right? Yes, H- huge loss. Rasmus Christensen, a right back, pretty big loss, and Kareem Adeyemi. Also a big loss. Uh, I I think Salzburg are a good team, but I don't think they've strengthened in those positions or replaced them adequately. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to hurt them a little bit. Like they're doing great in Austria, but you I don't. Hope so. I, yeah, but I don't know about how they're uh, about outside of that. Dinamo Zagreb obviously dominating the Croatian league right now. Um, I can't really think of many. Players that play for them that Orsic, are, that's the one I know. Orsic, yeah. I mean, Orsic is pretty good. He 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 did pretty good. 
against Tottenham. I remember that in the was yeah. that was that the Europa League a few a few years ago? Yeah. That was funny. That that was a good one. That was a good time. That yeah. being said, I I don't I I don't want to count out Zagreb. I think I think it's like it's a it's a case of like there being an A tier and a B tier within this group. It's AC Milan and Chelsea in that A tier, and then in the B tier you have Zagreb and Salzburg. I'm gonna say for my order, Chelsea finish first, Milan finish second. Ooh. I'm gonna say Zagreb ooh, third ooh. and Salzburg fourth. Ooh, Jack, I had that same exact order, and I thought okay. that was gonna be a hot take. But I, I, I don't think Salzburg's strengthened enough to replace those players. You know? Yes, you are right. I don't think they have. I also think that Dynamo Zagreb is just good. West Ham played them in the group stage of the Europa League last season, and I was like very impressed. Obviously, we beat them, uh, but they're, they're still good. They're still good. Orsic is a good player. He's played for Croatia for quite a while now, and I, I think that they have what it takes to get some points out of Salzburg, maybe steal a point from the top two, but probably get some stuff out of Salzburg. You're right that it's probably going to be 3A, 3B, but I... I do like this Dynamo Zagreb team more than Salzburg. I'm working my way backwards. Uh, AC Milan, I think, is also a very good uh, team. They lost Kessier, and that was tough. But they also brought Origi in on a free. That's not nothing. They they brought in a, a youngster uh, center forward, Charles de, uh, de Kedelier. De Kedelier, yeah. Kedelier, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Florenzi is a right back. That's good depth as well. And so I, I look at this team as... Uh, as one who could have the potential to make it far in the Champions League, I'm sure getting the Scudetto again is going to be, you know, in the top of their mind. But you still have the likes of Liao. You still have Rebic. You still have Brahim Diaz. You still have Teo Hernandez. This is a good team that I think should be making it to the round of 16 and potentially the quarterfinals. Chelsea, once they bring in Fofana, I think that this is going to be a good team. Whether that's a good team now or a good team a couple seasons from now is still yet to be seen. You're still looking at some uh, attacking uh, pieces that need to gel a little bit more for them to be a Champions League contender slash favorite. But I, I still think that they have what it takes. Raheem Sterling scored a brace this past weekend against uh, Leicester City. So if that can continue on in this Champions League, round of 16 quarterfinal semifinal should be uh, a realistic expectation, especially when you have the likes of uh, bringing Kukarella, Koulibaly, and potentially Fofana as three new defensive signings. If they can get things settled and Mendy can stop, you know, letting some easier goals in. Everyone has bad days, you know. Everyone has. It's like the third time in the last four months. It's crazy. Nah, I don't think nah. that's true. I, 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 I mean, think he, he, he's had good games, like against Leicester. He had a good he's had, has a good he has had good games. He also does things uh, against West Ham and Leeds that should not be happening. That yeah. is a trend. Hey, uh, yeah. fool me once, shame on me. Shoot, fool me twice, uh, shame on me again. But twice, uh, fool me three times. Mendy third best is goalkeeper in the Premier League. Th third, th best. You say third best, third best. Yeah. Who, who's the top two? Ederson and Allison. Okay. Yeah. No. Is that fair? That's fair. No, yeah, no complaints. All right, there you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, good. Good discussion. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, group uh, discussion, let's talk about a group F. Probably won't which, have much discussion. Yeah. Uh, 
Real Madrid, uh, the winners of the Champions League last season, are in this group along with some other uh, teams. Jack, who are they? Uh, the other teams are Celtic, RB Leipzig, and Shakhtar Donetsk. Wide variety of teams from here, you know, all yeah. all over the place. Uh, but literally, yeah. I mean, that's most of the Champions League groups. That's kind of a nothing statement yeah. now that I think about it. But either way, uh, Real Madrid win the group. I, I what? Any, any dis- yeah, I know. What a shocker. Wow. How could Real Madrid win a group? Because they're good. That's how. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I answered my own question. There we go. Uh, Real Madrid or Real Madrid. They won the Champions League last season. They're very good. They have strengthened, I think, in pretty much every way you could think of. Rudiger and Chouamani come in. I mean, losing losing Casemiro isn't the best, I guess. But also they have some good, like, central midfielders to take his place. Uh-huh. Uh, so, and honestly, besides that, there's no one on this te- on the team that they lost that was playing a major role. Like, Gareth Bale left, sure, but he wasn't like, he, he, how many games did he play? Four for Real yeah. Madrid? I mean, really, it's only like Casemiro and yeah, and like Luka Jovic. If you uh uh yeah, if he actually was good, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So Real Madrid top the group. Second, I'm saying Leipzig. Leipzig strengthened a lot this se- this season. Uh, bringing in Timo Werner again. Uh, and you know what? He he's he's done a little bit better in Leipzig. He's looked a little bit more lively yes. than, than he did at Chelsea. Uh, brought in David Raum from Hoffenheim, who is pretty good. I, I like I like him. He He's pretty good. I don't know much about their other signings, if I'm being honest, but those two signings alone, those are good. Benjamin yeah. Sesko as well from Salzburg. Uh, I think a, a younger, a younger player. Yep. Uh, 19. Good, good, good window for Leipzig. I, I'd say pretty good window for, for Leipzig. Uh, the players they let go. Angelino to Hoffenheim on a loan. Sorloth, eh, not not a huge deal, I'd say. Uh Mukiele. Eh. Maybe. I mean, I think I think Tyler I think Adams wasn't playing anymore, so. Yeah. Either way, I, I think Leipzig are still a very strong team and they should get second uh without yeah. really much of an issue in this. Now, the last two are difficult, but I'm gonna say that Celtic get third. And Shaq target. Ooh, just kidding. And the reason why is Celtic Celtic have been very good in the premiership. I mean, they Obviously. just came off a nine zero win away at Dundee United. Man, Dundee's a lot different than Real Madrid. I'll be True, honest. <laughs> but yeah, they are in the bot. They're at the bottom of the table. But also like they beat Hearts two to zero. They've just been beating every team at Aberdeen two to zero. Ross County three to one. Kilmarnock five to zero like they just dominate and they don't have to worry as much about the league as much as like uh, as other teams and the other defining factor I think Shakhtar Donetsk just because of you know situations outside of their control they might not be able to focus 100% on playing and they don't have the same like I mean they're trying right they're trying yeah but also it's tougher to be able to play all the time, right? And they've come off of a pretty long break from not playing. Yeah. So I think that could work against them. They, I, I still think Shakhtar Donetsk doesn't have a terrible team. They've got some decent players. 
but I also think that form is going to hurt them a little bit. So I'm going to put them in last. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I am going to have to agree here because I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. Real Madrid, they're Real Madrid. Yep. Let's move on. RB Leipzig are still good. Despite kind of a crappy start to the season, you look at their underlying numbers, expect the goals, they're second in the Bundesliga, which is a better league than the other leagues that everyone else is playing. Uh, they, they've created a lot of chances. Unfortunately, have missed a lot of chances. But if they can get that all squared away, it should be good because like their their expected goals against the the numbers are also good. So when you have a team that is supposed to be good yet are underperforming, you gotta look at whether or not that is something that is just form or if there's a class issue. And when you bring in the likes of Timo Werner and you still have Christopher Nkuku, Andre Silva, uh, Daniel Olmo, Forsberg in the center, Schobuschlei, pretty good for Hungary. It, it should be a clear and cut second place RB Leipzig. I also had trouble placing Shakhtar Donetsk and Celtic. <sighs> Celtic are very good. It's hard to compare the Scottish Premiership to uh, uh, the Premier League in Ukraine. I almost want to say that Ukraine's league is better than the Scottish. I don't have to. I, I, I do think that. I do think that, that, that the Ukrainian league is better. It's probably more equitable, at least, compared. Yes, yes. Yeah. I just. I struggle to really see Shakhtar moving on. If nothing else, then this is Celtics' first time in a while. They're going to be very, very loud, and that usually is a big helping point when it comes to these smaller teams it's 3a 3b for me it's close but i would put my money on celtic moving on to make it the first time that celtic and rangers go on to the round of 16 and a long time i don't even have the numbers in front of me but that's that that's a big one right there so i'm gonna go with that jack let's move on to group g aka the manchester city group yeah what do you think about this uh so manchester city are winning the group uh, yeah. I'm going to say that before I even say the teams in there, because okay. I don't think you need to know the teams in there to know that they're winning the group. But the teams are Dortmund, uh, FC Copenhagen and Sevilla. So that th those are those are the three teams in there. It doesn't matter. Manchester City are going to win this group. Uh, but yeah. a, a, a reunion for Holland with Dortmund quickly. Yeah, after, after the Holland Derby. Yeah. Uh, so let 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 I'll, I'll go through my order. Uh, I think Dortmund gets second in this group. I think they get second. Okay. Uh, they haven't had a very good season at all. No, they haven't had a good start, no. Uh, but Anthony Modest ha has looked a little bit better recently. Recently. Uh, Adeyemi's a good addition. Schlotterbeck's a good addition. Sula is a good addition. Uh, and yeah, they lost some, some players. Uh, but at the same time, I still think that they're looking pretty good marco royce has been looking all right rafael guerrero has yeah. been doing well uh julian brandt is finding some new form now that holland isn't isn't the one that's taking the spotlight maybe uh, uh bellingham has looked pretty good and you know Gio reina is, is going to come back soon enough hopefully uh but yeah i i think i think that i think that dortmund have enough to get second in this group but the reason why is because I think Sevilla 
is just in a bad place. They they're are down very bad. bad. They're they're down bad right now. They're in 15th place. They have not won a game. They have one draw and two losses. And you might be thinking, oh, they probably played against some pretty tough teams then, right? You would be wrong because they played against Osasuna, who typically aren't amazing, right? They drew against Real Valladolid. Uh, it took a late goal for them to draw that game, too. They were losing in the 80th minute, uh, start, uh, turned it around in the 86th minute, and then lost to Almeria. Almeria, newly promoted team as well. So they're, they're not Yikes. looking good. They, they are not looking good. And, they, and I think uh, this is kind of ex- what I expected to happen because they sold both of their starting center backs and didn't replace them all that well. They got Marcel in for, and uh, Tangi Nianzu. Uh, Nianzu didn't play a ton with Bayern Munich. He got some minutes, but didn't get like regular starting time. Uh, Marcel is from Galatasaray. He's he's all right. He, he but Turkey is very different from the Spanish league. Uh, they brought in Alex Tellez on loan, and Anthony Martial is on loan or, or was on loan. Not anymore, actually. That's right. Uh, he he's back. Uh, cool. That that's their window. I guess Isco as a free agent. Never mind. I guess they had that. But when you look at look at losing Kunde and uh um Diego Carlos in one window. That that's tough to replace. Uh mm. and I just I just don't see them doing that well. Copenhagen, I would love it if they upset upset people, but they're not doing that well in the Danish Super League. They're ninth place or, or eighth place right now. Uh mm-hmm. which is not the best. They have Matt Matt Ryan plays for them now, I guess. I, I did not realize that transfer happened. Nice. Uh but Looking at the squad for like huge standout players, maybe I just don't know enough about them, but there's not a yeah. ton that are catching my eyes besides Victor Clayson. Clayson. Okay. He, he's pretty good. He has five goals in seven matches, but beyond that, I'm not sure where everything else comes from. I'm putting him last. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry That's to any fair. Copenhagen fans out there. So City, mm-hmm. Dortmund, Sevilla, Copenhagen. Yes, City are going to be one of the favorites to win the Champions League, as always. Will they, won't they? I don't know. Will they, won't they make it out of the group stage? I can say for sure, yes. Uh, I think just, I mean, the payroll by them. Honestly, I think Holland probably makes more than FC Copenhagen's entire team. I'll be honest. (laughs) I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so no offense to to, the country Denmark, but, you know, Manchester City are a good team. There really needs to be no discussion. Uh, They brought in Holland. Uh, end of story, I suppose. They got rid of Jesus. They got rid of Sterling. They're doing fine, as it is, allegedly. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, I think, is interesting. I think the X factor here is Schlotterbeck, who they brought in from uh, SC Freiburg. I had him in my best 11 last season. And A, I think he proved it last season. B, he's proving it this season for sure. Uh, Borussia Dortmund went from averaging 1.5 goals conceded a game to just one goal conceded a game, and a large part of that is due to his heroics. Uh, You look at their performances in the Champions League last season, and when you combine the the group stage and uh, the the knockout rounds, they were averaging 1.8 goals conceded per match. Yes, you know, they faced some pretty hard opposition, 
the likes of I think Real Madrid is is one of the the teams that they uh played. No, no, they played Manchester City was the the team that knocked them out, right? So obviously you're gonna struggle, but the fact that Schlorbeck is here maybe allows them to not ship out as many goals as been the case in recent years. So even though they lost Holland, if they can get some attacking consistency and most importantly, some defensive stability, I think that they can get second place and honestly make it to the quarterfinals if everything goes well in the draw. Uh, Sevilla, again, when you look at underperforming teams, is it, is it form? Is it class? It's definitely a class issue. They are not even the top six for expected goals. They're eighth place. They're conceding 1.7 uh, a game. And you look, like Jack said, at the, the people that they shipped out. And it's a lot. It, it, it's a lot. Even if it's not necessarily players that are going to be out-and-out contributors, the fact that there's a lot of turnover leads to uh, a, a good amount of inconsistency some might say so I, i'll have sevilla in third place fc copenhagen i'm sorry i also don't know a lot about them other than minnesota united signed a player i'm trying to remember who it was back in the day uh 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 kashi kashi's the the player don't know don't ask me his first name <laughs> <laughs> but jack going from first name to last group group h uh some pretty big names here how do you see this happening, and who's in this group? So, Group H, Benfica, Juventus, Maccabee, Haifa, and PSG. To uh, start off with, I think PSG win this group. They didn't look great against Monaco, but the other results this season, 5-0 against Claremont Foot, 5-2 against Montpellier, 7-1 away against Lille. Yeah, where they uh, had that, that eight-second goal. Yeah, that... They're they're doing well. It's PSG. They're going to do well in league on. I think they'll do well in this group enough to win it. Uh, Messi is looking like a man on form. And speaking of people on form, Neymar. He has six goals and six assists. There have been four games played. This That's season. disgusting. That's that, actually not OK. <laughs> there PSG has scored 18 goals. He has been involved in 12. Like. You're you're looking for for a man on form. That is Neymar in, in a nutshell. Mbappe has four goals in despite only playing three games. Uh, Messi has two goal, two uh, assists and three goals. Their front line is doing well, and that's not even the end of it because Hakimi has two goals and an assist. And man, it, it they're looking good. They're looking good. Jack, uh, Neymar has more goals than half of Liga. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, for goal contributions, like goals plus assists, mm -hmm. Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe make up the top three. Yep. That's just, yeah. Neymar yeah. almost has more goal contributions than every other team has goals. The only, Montpellier has 13 goals. Yeah. Everyone, every other team has not scored more than 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think They're it's, gonna win. yeah, PSG are winning their group. No, no other discussion needed, yeah. I don't think. Uh, Juventus are not looking good, on the other hand, I would no, say. No, dude, uh, uh, Allegri's not leading this team very well, and I thought no. that he'd do a lot better, but... That midfield is not good. <laughs> it, it, it's still not. It's still not. <laughs> it never was, and I don't think they've made substantial progress to change it. 
the players they've brought in, they've brought in some interesting players. Kostic. Kostic, let's go. You'd think Pogba might turn it around. I mean, but, he's injured until yeah. after the World Club. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Angel Di Maria, good addition. Uh, but they added a lot of attacking additions. Why? Why not? Why not in? Why not in the midfield where you needed them? Central midfielders besides Pogba, like you, you need. They realistically needed two new midfielders. And look at all the players they they shipped out as well. I mean, they get, they got rid of. I'm looking for like the the more relevant ones. But Aaron Ramsey leaves the club. You've got Matthias Delict going to Bayern. Uh, you've got Bernadeschi going to Toronto. Uh, like. They they they're they're looking bad. I I take great joy in Juventus being bad, of course, uh, because it's Juventus. Uh, Vlahovic is honestly like the one player that I can look at and be like, yeah, great great work, guy. Great, <laughs> that's that's the highlight of this team right now. I'd say. Yeah. Uh. But at the end of the day, Juventus are still probably going to do enough to get second. Benfica are good better than Juventus I'm not 100% convinced uh okay. may, maybe maybe I don't know enough about Benfica may, maybe that's the case and if so then I'm sure you I'm sure you'll 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 tell me exactly why uh but I'm gonna say Benfica get third and Maccabee Haifa no I I don't I don't think they're they're making it out of this group in any way yeah. there I I have them in fourth place because I lo- I looked at the roster. I could not tell you a single player I recognize. Uh, no. Although they have they have a U.S. goalkeeper, so there there we go. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and guess what? To get to this point in the group stage, mm-hmm. he had to beat uh, Borjan of Canada. So a little America and Canada, you know. Action did did there, he so. actually play? That's he did. Wow. Yeah. Of course. What are you saying, bro? What are you yeah. Saying? Better that we we know who the real best yeah. goalkeeper is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am gonna have to agree with you. I think PSG are PSG. Yep. Juve are interesting. I I I shudder at the fact that Alexandro, terrible left back, is going against Mbappe and Hakimi. Yeah, he he's going to have nightmares. Or is it Messi? It's Messi on the right side, right? Oh yeah, it is. No, and Mbappe up top. So up top. And drifting around. So that's that's terrifying if you're a Juve fan. Yeah. Blahovic, good. Angel yep. Demiria, good. Weston McKenney, good. If he's not uh, injured. I, if when he's not injured, yeah. yes. Uh I think Kostech was a very good signing. I think Pogba if he can get onto his pre uh Manchester United form is going to be good. <laughs> Uh, a signing that I think is very good. I think he's still like the best center back in uh, Le- uh not Liga, Syria. Syria. He would be the best center back in Liga, let's be honest, too, is uh, Bremer of Torino, who is in my midseason best 11. I think that uh, if he can s- settle well, that they'll do well. I think it's enough to get them into the round of 16. Is it enough to get them beyond that? I don't think so. Benfica is a good team. They lost Darwin Nunez. They lost uh, the guy that went to uh, Flamengo, I think it is. I'm completely blanking. Uh, 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 Everton, Everton, whatever. I don't pronounce it. Yep, yep, yep. 
uh, they brought in, uh, honestly, not a bad player, uh, David Neres, uh, who went to Shakhtar Donetsk, didn't actually play because of tensions uh, previously of Ajax. So I, I think they'll do good. I think, I think it it's going to be close between Juve. It's going to be a lot closer to them compared to uh, Benfica to Maccabi Haifa. And that's all I'll say on that. Jack, before we uh, close this out, one word. You can't, even, you can't even give me any reasons who is going to win the Champions League this season and who's going to be the runners-up. Real Madrid win over Bayern Munich. Mm, a, a little bit of giant on giant action. That's what I'm thinking. I am saying, for me, my mm -hmm. answer. I'm looking through the list. I'm actually. Uh, I am going. It's Manchester City time. I'm sorry. No, it's never their time. And it's, it's Manchester City winning over flaming hot take inter milan no 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 yeah i i, do, I don't i don't see it i don't yeah. see it. if it happens if it happens i i will give i will give you ten dollars i'll give you ten dollars okay i'll shake on it yeah er, 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 virtual er, er. virtual handshake but all right <laughs> jack we are at one hour and 20 minutes i'll give you the option we can either close the things out and talk about transfers next weekend or we can talk about the transfers now and have a long episode. Let, let's let's quick go through them because there's a few here. Okay. Not, not too many. I think All we right. can get through it. Jack, Anthony to Manchester United, uh, the, I would say, star uh, uh, Brazilian, I believe, player for Ajax, moving to Manchester United, uh, who, after Cavani left, needed a, uh, a striker has elite acceleration and technique, according to this one Ajax fan, is moving for what is understood to be a 100 million euros, including add-ons. Jack, is this transfer? As this game is called, it will, Jack will tell me if it's a hot or not hot transfer. Is the transfer hot or not? It's a hot transfer, but it's not as hot as I think some people think it is. Uh, it's good. Anthony is good. Uh, but... I also think he's definitely not worth a hundred million. Dang, I don't think so. Uh, that that's way too much. I I think very few players are worth a hundred million plus, uh, and he is not one of them. And it it kind of shows like a big club sort of tax because you look at it. Ajax to Manchester United, Anthony, twelve goal contributions last season goes for a hundred million. Luis Sinistera, Feyenoord to Leeds, had uh. 19 goal contributions last season mm -hmm. goes for like 21 million right that's ridiculous that that's ridiculous right there uh <laughs> and like they play in pretty similar positions i i i i'm i i think he'll do fine i don't think he'll be like a standout player and i have a feeling that some manchester united players are going to look back and think they overpaid a little bit yeah i'm sure okay. he'll be fine i'm sure he'll be fine but I, I just have a feeling that he's not going to be as hot as everyone thinks. That's a lot of pressure. And I think some of the reason why he wasn't as highly rated to Ajax fans was like kind of an attitude, which I, I, I struggle to think how that's going to work out in a, a Manchester United locker room if that's the case. I'm going to say this is honestly, it's hot, but it's like, 
it's like 70, 80 degrees Celsius and not 100 degrees Celsius boiling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a lot of pressure on him, too. And I, I, I like, like Sancho, Rashford are fine, but it's going to take a lot to kind of turn this ship around. And, and is he going to take minutes away from Ronaldo if he stays? Is that like, I, I'm not exactly sure how that's necessarily going to work. So, yeah. All right, Jack, let's talk about Wesley Fofana, center back from Leicester City. Uh, still pretty young, and he's on his way to Chelsea for, according to Romano, two days ago. Uh, set to sign until June 2028 for about £75 million pounds which will make him the second most expensive defender of all time jack who's the first expensive harry Maguire. harry Maguire, who moved from lester to, <laughs> to menu Le- yeah. lester lester finesse a lot of teams with those transfers yes. they, they is really this going to be a finesse jack is this I, hot or not i don't think so i i okay. think that he he's a he's a good defender with a high ceiling he's still pretty young 21 years old and i think he he He's he's very he's very good. Uh, I think he was one of the better looking players in those first two games that Leicester played when they didn't look fantastic in either of them. I would say uh, he looked pretty good against Brentford. I'd say he was one of the best players on the pitch uh, for either side. He, he was up there at least. Uh, but I also I also wanted to mention like he got injured last season. And missed a lot of the season, but he's also he was he anchored the defense that won Leicester the FA Cup. Yeah. You'll remember that. So he he is very and good. He was he like can, what nineteen. He was he nineteen did that? then. Yeah, he he can Yeesh. he's been playing at a top level for a long time, like since twenty twenty eighteen. He's been playing at the top level four years. So like when he was seventeen. Yeah, this is a very good player with a high ceiling. I think that he will be very good. You know, I remember when Ben Chilwell moved from Leicester to Chelsea, a lot of people were doubting him and saying he's not that good, especially Leicester fans like celebrating. Oh, we really got 50 million for Chilwell and he ended up being very good. So I think that Fofana is going to be very good. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. They after so many attempts to get different center backs, Chelsea finally got one. And I, I think he'll be good. I think Jack, is good. he 75 uh, million pounds good? That's that's the big question. Uh, yeah. Obviously, when you're taking a player that is so important to a team that is not signed anyone, uh, it's it's going to cost a little bit. So mm-hmm. realistically, I think he's more worth like 50 million yeah. pounds. But that makes sense. There's a little bit of a, a of an extra fee you've got. to. Is put it on English tax? Is he English? No, he's, he's French. French. But right. Yes. Maybe yes. French tax. Maybe a little bit. France are a good national team. Lesser city tax, of course. They, Lesser they, city they, tax and also like importance. Yeah. I, I okay. think I, I think it's a, a a decently priced fee for for a center back because Delict was going to be around the same price. Yeah. Too. And, you know, is, I, I think Delict is better than Fofana, but also older. But I mean, Delict is it's not it's not like you're buying Delict for potential you're buying him because he's going to be good and he's going to be good for like five more seasons at least right i i still think fofana has a lot of room to grow and i think that uh-huh. that makes him an exciting signing jack i think it's going to be a good deal i think wesley fofana uh i i think his 
you know, ball playing ability is good, which is what you need in a, in a back three, especially with uh, uh, Chelsea's the way that they like to play. I think, like, you know, defensively, he's also really good. I also think that he's going to be really good when he does end up play with Evans and Amarte uh, to his right and left. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I think playing with Koulibaly and Thiago Silva, who played very well this past weekend against Leicester City, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, like I, I think it's definitely going to be a step up, and he, if he can settle, will play very well. Jack, question before we move on. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it looks like this other deal is off. Is Sofana? You mean Gordon? Better deal, worse deal oh. than Anthony Gordon to Chelsea. Gordon to Chelsea. I didn't want it. I didn't want it. Okay, sixty-five million or something. They wanted. No. Hey, dude, Todd Bowley's going crazy right now, bro. <laughs> no, I, 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 Anthony Gordon is a good young talent. Yes. But no, I, I don't know. I, I don't think the answer is another right wing player. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's the answer that we that, that we're looking for at Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, the answer is center back depth right now and a striker that uh-huh. that's it. Those, those are the two questions that need to be answered. Anthony Gordon or a winner in general might have been nice to get. But the need is striker and yeah. and defender. So wants and needs, wants and right. needs. I wanted this, Jack. This next signing, I needed this signing, and it happened today. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. Uh, this is, of course, uh, Lucas uh, Paqueta to pa- West Ham. Is it? Maybe. Maybe. I, I'm not. I don't know. I mean, Portuguese, it's Portuguese, so, so I, I, I'm it's just either kinda, that. Or, I, I've heard Paqueta. I don't, Paqueta. I don't know if that's right. I'll go with Paqueta. I think the, yours is right, yeah. I'm going with Paqueta, so I can say uh, my fantasy team uh, name next season is going to be Paqueta Rice. Like Paqueta oh, Rice. Oh, you know okay. I, mean? yeah. I thought sorry, it was going to be Paqueta it. about it, you know? Like, oh, that's, that's better. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, you're so much better at this than me. My I mean, my fantasy, my fantasy te- team name is Giroud Sandstorm, so. Yeah, and mine's literally just winning Team FC, Yeah, which is the case right now. I'm winning a lot of the leagues yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. in right now, so. Okay, I mean, okay. I, I think I'm still top 10 in the Minneapolis City League. Whatever, I, whatever. I that's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Paqueta from Olympic Lyon, of Liga moving to West Ham for 60 million euros, breaking our transfer fee. And Jack, I'm, 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 all I'm saying is the last time that uh, that uh, an attacking midfielder from France came over to West Ham, uh, it, it turned out pretty good for a couple of seasons yeah, there. It turned yeah, out pretty good. So Also, the last time that West Ham broke their transfer fee for a signing, it didn't turn out so good. Well, I mean... <laughs> The time for that, yes, but Skamaka, who is the the, oh, the newest right, second right. uh, biggest signing, can can still very much uh, turn out. Or was it Skamaka or was it Aguerd? Oh no, one of the two. I, I think it's Aguerd. I think it was yeah. Aguerd. But Jack, before I before I, I rant for a couple minutes, Paqueta to West Ham, hot or not? It's a pretty good transfer. It's it's a hot transfer. Come on, give it's us a hot transfer. That. It's a, yeah. It, it is. He he's a he's a good player. Has contributes a lot of goals and assists for, uh, from attacking midfield, creates a lot of chances from what I can tell from the underlying stats here. Uh, yeah, I mean, see, seems, seems pretty good. Uh, he, he assists more than he's expected to. He scores more than he's expected to. Actually, that's fault. That second one's false. He, he underperforms his expected goals a little bit, but that's fine. Uh, he, he's still very good. He, he, has, he's good at tackling. He's good at dribbling. Uh, 
he has pretty accurate passing numbers. Yeah, he he seemed he seems like a, a pretty good signing. Uh, Let's go. How how it was sixty million, right? Yeah, six million. I I think maybe a little bit of overpaying there. Maybe a no, little bit. No, I, slight... I, I think I think it's an underpay. Really? Okay. It, it's sixty million. It's sixty million. I should say with add-ons. I I think like okay. it's it's like a, a forty forty five million base with fifteen easy uh easy to achieve bonuses so okay. so the, like the maximum is 60 but w- when you when you look at how he performed for leon right uh what was it uh, i'm already choking on the stats 18 goals 11 assists in the last two seasons mm-hmm. two seasons i i guess that's that's fair how old is he only 25 dog oh, his birthday was two days ago happy birthday uh, Faketa, welcome, welcome. You, you look at the, the players that FB Ref compares him to, right? You're looking at Mason Mount, Rafinha, Malinovsky, Marco Royce. You know what I'm saying, bro? Okay. This is it. This is okay. this is West Ham's. This is Champions League, bro. My okay. Uh, my, I'm not my, gonna... my one last thing I'll I'll say about it. Yes. West Ham still needed to buy another defender. Uh yes yes. I mean we have we, we have we have Carer. You know. Uh, hopefully Ogbonna comes back. Uh, don't we, don't we, ben we Johnson Emerson. Got there you go. Oh yeah, uh, but he's not a center back. He's a left back. Uh, well, we need it. We, we need a left back when we need a center back. But whatever, whatever. <laughs> the th- it, well, Suchek is not playing very well right now. Rice until the second half of this past game wasn't playing well. Fornals is good. Scored the only Lan- goal West Ham had scored this yes. season. Yes. And it was a very lucky deflection. That's a, yep. my point is, is that we need to have more goals. And who better than someone who has performed really well for Leon, who has performed really well for Brazil? And when you look at how Leon fans reacted, it they are mad. They are they are like, I'm no longer a Leon fan. I can't believe we let him go for this little. He okay. is so important to us, and and he's going to do so well for West Ham. Oh my gosh, that's basically what they're saying. And I saw that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't remember the last time we signed a player where the fans were going like that. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like, oh, thank you for your service or whatever. Like, oh, it's good to see them move on. The fact that Leon fans are going that mad. I like it. No offense to Leon fans. You're good people. But I'm excited, Jack. I'm excited. Okay. You and you and Gianna rose to me because I. I made a joke saying that ah oh, i can't wait to look back at this announcement videos uh, when we he leads us to three straight premier league titles and you roasted me <laughs> and guess what i'm gonna laugh in your face when we win a trophy um i'm gonna go back on the, the premier may- league okay thing. May- maybe a trophy but i don't think the premier league three times in a row especially when we win the europa conference league uh, okay right, I, right. I i can see the europa okay, conference right. league i can see that i'll, I'll give you all that right. all right jack uh, let's move on to these last two. Some strikers. I already talked about Isak to Newcastle. You already know how I feel. Jack, how's this? Is this hot or not? It's a it's a pretty hot transfer. It can it's be expensive. It how how much was it again? It was it. It's uh, like, you is seventy million euros. <laughs> Your face, yeah. Okay, I knew it was like above fifty million, but I was thinking like maybe fifty five, sixty, seventy million for Alexander Isak. Hmm. Uh, uh, for that price, I'm not so sure. Like his 2020-2021 season was amazing. 17 goals in 30 in 30 starts. Those are good numbers. 
his 2021 to 22 season was not good. Six goals and two assists in La Liga from an expected goals of 11.2. He was not on good form last season. So maybe Newcastle is exactly what he needs to reinvigorate that form. Uh, So maybe that's the case. Uh, He he is a good striker. Uh, he, He just had a dip in form, I think, for for that season. And I, I think he'll probably be good. He'll probably be good. 70 million, though, that, that makes it a little, a little excessive, I think, maybe. But he is young. He's got potential. So may, it's, it's still pretty good. It's like, it's, like, it's like room temperature, you know? It's like, it's like room temperature. maybe a little bit above that. It's like, I don't know, maybe like 77 degrees, maybe? I, I, I think this is an 85 degrees Celsius. Okay. Uh, Celsius. Uh, Celsius. Yes. Okay. Celsius. I, 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 I already told you. I, I thought what I thought about Isak, right? Good at dribbling. He's fast. He's tall. Real Sociedad, they're a good team. I like them a lot. However, Premier League, Premier League wingers are going to be better and they're going to get him some more goals. And that being said, I also think he's better than Premier League defenders. And I, I think he's proved that at uh, Real Sociedad. And I think the combination of him being good enough to deal with Premier League defenders by himself, like with Real Sociedad, and quality being improved, I think he's going to do good. I think it's hot. Jack, let us end this off with a player who has terrorized West Ham fans. For the last seven years. That's Neil Mape from Brighton. Moving on to Everton. Uh, obviously has been a very big part of this Brighton team. Uh, has been honestly a key player. I- I'm sure Graham Potter has a plan to either replace him or replace his uh, his outputs. But yeah, he's moving on to Everton. Valid through June 2020. Five. Jack, hot or not, this last transfer? I think this is the least hot of the transfers on the list. What? Yeah. I, now Peg moving from Brighton to Everton, he, he was getting like eight to ten goals per season, which is all right, you know. But I, I would argue that the players flanking him at Brighton were better than the players that will be flanking him at Everton. Okay. I... I I mean, we, we've talked at, uh, quite a bit at how we feel about Everton, right? I don't think that Everton look that strong. Yeah. And I don't think that Neil Malpe is like the X factor that transforms them into a much better team. They, did they need a new striker? Yes. But I, as much as I don't like Richarlison, I still think Malpe is a downgrade from Richarlison. I mean, the coldest take, I would say. Right. You're right. You're yeah. right. So I, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's, he's going to be like very similar to Richarlison in the way that he annoys a lot of people when he plays. So, I mean, there is that. Yeah, that is, <laughs> is true. That. that is true. Uh, but I, I don't think this is like the big, the big thing that's going to take Everton out of like, out of being in worry of relegation, right? I don't think this is this is the transfer. I disagree. 
I think that I think Neil Pop Mop Neil Mape is going to be one of the deciders that decides whether Everton are going to be safe okay. or not. I didn't say I didn't say good. I didn't say good. Uh, whether they'll be safe, like a a a fifteenth place versus a seventeenth place, a twelfth place versus a sixteenth place. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I I think his finishing not great. That's why you have Dominic Calvert Lewin when he comes back, right? I think his hold-up play is what is underrated, and that's what has terrorized West Ham United is the fact that he's able to open up space for other players, right? I, I think. Obviously, because because Everton can't just have a regular striker who is there and scores goals, because let's be honest, they're not going to be possessing a lot. They're not going to be in control of most games. They need someone who can dip into midfield. And when you dip into midfield and you're able to connect with players like Damari Gray, Alex Iwobi, eventually Dominic Calvert-Lewin, it's going to spell a lot more success for a team that's built around that like Everton than it would be if they had some other striker. So I think for a 26-year-old, for 50 million pounds, for a player who wasn't very well uh, rated at Brighton because they have uh, some other players that they brought in, I think this is a win for Brighton, a win for Mape, a win for Everton as well. I'm going to give this a 68.5 degree Celsius heat. No? 65. Because it's still Neil pa- Mape. Neil Palme. Palme, of course, yes. Honestly, should have signed Josh Sargent, right? He's doing well. He didn't do well in the Premier League. I'm... He's doing well in the Championship, yes. In the Premier League, maybe it was just the Norwich effect, maybe. But... Yeah, at, at this point, uh, maybe Norwich City's better than Everton, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm I mean, kidding, kidding. Eh, I'm not. I, I am. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily disagree wholeheartedly. Okay. All right, fine. How about how about uh Pepe? He he de- desperately needs a, a new club or a new change of pace. To to Everton or to Brighton? Yeah, to Everton. Uh do we really want to subject him to that then? That's true. <laughs> do That's you true. really want him to go through? All right. All right. Jack went through the entire Champions League and the transfers and mm-hmm. quite the episode. Glad to have you back. Give the give the the listeners a, a bit of a longer one to uh to to, to, to get them back on the, the Jack train. So, Jack, if people want to hear more of our takes, I'm sure that we haven't had all of them. Maybe when Chelsea take on West Ham and they can hear our, our final third Derby predictions, where can they find those predictions at? Uh, they can find them on Twitter, at Final Third Show. Uh, tweeting on there a little bit more regularly. We'll see, we'll see how, how regular we can do that. Aiming for at least a post a day, I think, is probably a... Re- a a reasonable goal I'll, I'll commit to a post a day if jack you commit to a post okay a day. yeah yeah so so okay. two posts at least per day you're yes. them, technically so there there you go uh and yeah i th- i uh that that's that that's our that's the main source for any other content besides what we have on the podcast so make sure to follow us on twitter at final third show final third show.com for all things final third as well as just catching us when we talk about everything else we're gonna have a bit of a transfer window roundup when things finish up and you reach into the international break. Uh, but before that, we'll see you guys same time, same place next week to talk about what is going to be the final third derby and Paqueta scoring a brace against Chelsea. 
So tell a friend about the show. I'm sure they'd love to hear about some of the new signings. Tell your dad about the show. I'm sure he'd like to hear our deep dive into all things Champions League group stage. And we'll see you guys same time, same place. And yeah, see ya. Bye for now.